I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life. I am Liz Wright and I am super excited about today's show. I get to interview my most favorite human on the planet today. He is not only an extraordinary reformer, an extremely courageous man, he is a main board director of a company that sets up banks but not for profit banks, which is a completely, there's a whole other episode, but basically uh, he's a reformer in the financial system, establishing businesses that empower people, that don't enslave people with debt, but actually empower them where it's not all about profit, but it's all about people. So he's a thinker. Um, he brings in a new paradigm, but basically it's it's about establishing the ways of God in very practical applications in commercial um, ventures that are transformational in their impact. Um, he's also my best friend and my husband. So I want to welcome to the show today. I'm so excited to have on Wesley Wright. Welcome, husband. Welcome to the show. It's so good to have you with me. Thank you, sweetheart. It's great to be here. And um, mm. You did twist my arm, but it was a <laughs> <classic> twist. <laughs> well, I twisted your arm because I know the nuggets that are inside of you and I know how empowering you are and the perspective that you have that I know a lot of people that will be listening to the show will get a lot of life from and encouragement from, particularly people, you guys out there that are in the marketplace that are really cool to business. Um, Wes is right at the coalface. He's in the guts of it. He understands what's going on in the markets. He understands a lot about banking. Well, he would never say this about himself, but he's actually recognized as one of the leading experts in the world regarding the money in law, finance, money in law. Is that, is that fair to say, Wes? People seek you out to, to have your opinion. They seek out your opinion with regards to that whole environment. And, um, you know, so the, the road to get to where you've got to has been difficult. It's not been an easy walk. You have dynamically learned, you've, you've really been in the whole area of law and money for sort of what, a couple of decades. Mm -hmm. um, but through it all, the part that I wanted to draw out of you today to really strengthen the family that listen to this show is what fuels you the strength that's behind your life which is really your intimate connection with father you are you have a deep spiritual life in god that's been going on since you were a little boy and i have seen the fruit of that i've seen the courage that comes from that i've seen the wisdom that comes from that i've seen the humility and the character of god that is so evident in you that expresses very differently to how it does through me <laughs> as you know but it's um 
it's a walk that is inspirational. I mean, there are times where I'm challenged in my own faith when I look at the choices that you make that are really fueled by the compassion of God to see change happen and justice come forth for people and so that oppression breaks off people and life is changed so that we start to see the kingdom of God reflected on earth, you know. And so would you share with us um, a little bit about your relationship with the Lord? How did you end up with this driving passion to see life different? To, for, for healing to come through the marketplace. How do, you, how do you live your life? How do you have this strength, this sustaining strength? Right? Would you share that? Would you give us a little bit of insight into your secret life in the Father? <laughs> of course. Ah, well, I think the short version or the short answer is that um, when you, or when I had an encounter with Father, and he shared with me his heart and his perspective on the world economies and how money is run and where it's allocated. And he shared with me his perspective on what he called the disproportionate distribution of power on earth. There's no choice because that's love expressing what love feels about something. Wow. So God is love <laughs> and <clears throat> he characterizes himself as love. And to hear what love would say about something, it, it can only beget a loving response. Mm. And so my response was to literally yield to his will, to his perspective, because I saw it in its purity, in its rawness, and it, it shifted my entire focus. And once you've encountered the Lord in that way, I, I don't see how you can ever not be changed. Can you, can you go a little bit deeper? Would you mind being vulnerable with us and just sharing one of the encounters that you've had um, to give us an insight into what it's like to literally receive the passion of God for something like this that fuels your life. I mean, I've obviously mm. been married to you for eight years now and I know what you're like and the passion that drives you every day, which is um, to see justice come. What was it like? What was the encounter? Well, there were a number of encounters. Um, the mm. one that springs to mind was uh, one in March, 2009, um, which the Lord called a face-to-face -face encounter with him. And it's a very precious memory. Um, and that was where, um, <clears throat> he actually, um, accosted me on the stairs when I was walking up the stairs in my house <laughs> and, uh, and he said, um, it's time. And I said, time for what? He said, it's time to come and spend time with me. And it was very clear, oh. very clear. And so I knew that was, I, I just had to stop what I was doing, go into my office, sit down and literally just spend time with him. And, and we had a conversation that was in my view radical um he <laughs> he shared with me his perspective on money and um he shared with me his heart around the disproportionate distribution of power so if god says that something is disproportionate and the distribution is disproportionate well i believe him because 
you know, he, he, he's all knowing. Um, mm. and, and so he sparked my interest because he then started to share his heart um, and share his heart about kingdom and that actually his kingdom um, was on earth was not where he would actually like it to be. And so it's not influencing what he would like to influence. And, and he was sharing with me, you know, what it would look like if his kingdom was influencing the way that his heart so passionately wants. And, and it broke me, absolutely broke me. Um, because I could see what love would do if it had the control of money. You know, and, oh my goodness. I didn't know that part. So what did he show you that it looked like? Oh, it was Do you just, remember? It, it was a, it was what fairness would look like, what balance looks like, what having uh, no, how he would eradicate poverty. I mean, you can't eradicate systemic poverty when you have a banking system the way we have a banking system. It's a design feature of the entire economic process. Um, you can't eradicate systemic poverty until you change the DNA within the economic structure. Um, it, it's a perpetuating cycle. It's a design feature, you know, um, and, and he showed me various things like this. And he showed me if his principles were not just an influence, but actually were an overriding principle that overrode, that was an overriding guiding foundation to how we operate. The, the results are just heaven on earth. Right. Right. Um, because people start to build with his principles of wisdom. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's part of my passion is taste and see that the Lord is good in the natural. And so this is my reforming heart is, is literally um, to come at inviting people to experience who God is through a natural encounter with someone else or a system that's been designed by him. So literally tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. Absolutely. In a very practical way. In a practical way. And that, and that drives me because, because the one thing that he said to me, which, which again, I had another aspect where I was, I was broken by this. He said that he has been misrepresented for millennia. And Jesus obviously is the best representation of the Father. And if you look at how he is described as treating people and how he looks at sin, where sin becomes irrelevant when he gazes at you. Mm. And it's all about his love, you mm. know. And, and, and then he challenged me to look at how all financial contracts are put together, the law. And he asked me a question and he said to me, um, have you ever read the word love in any financial contract? Huh. And, and I said, no, and I laughed. And it's funny because if I, if I, and you know this too, Tart, because when, when I've been speaking at various different engagements and I'll say to people, you know, who's ever read their mortgage contract and hardly anybody puts their hand yeah. up because they're so long. Yeah. And there's a reason why they're long. Yeah. Yeah. And then the ones that have a handful and I ask them a question, have you ever read the word love? And of course the whole congregation laughs. And that was my response, my first response when the Lord asked me that question. And so then he asked me the question, why are you laughing? And I said, well, because that's just, this, it just doesn't happen. And then he took me deeper and he said, well, why doesn't that happen? And I went, well, because it's, 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 
just not done. And he said, well, why is it not done? And I came to the conclusion that if love was to be an overriding factor in a contract, certainly a financial contract, then most of the banking products and most of the banking industry would cease to exist at that point. So do you believe what the Lord was showing you was a way to, or certainly a core value, to begin to shift business models to prioritizing people? So that be the plumb line objective of every financial instrument, every mortgage contract, to, so, so what it is that you're entering into becomes a tool that facilitates the prosperity of a person rather than the success, financial sex, success of the organization as the priority to the point where it would violate people. Is that what you think he was showing it's, you in terms of what, is, what does love look like in that context? Yeah, it, it's how, you know, Such well, a contrast, he, was, he, was, he was taking you through a, a process of comparing and contrasting and reflecting. Hmm. And, um, and so he would, he would show me, uh, you know, so how did I treat you in this situation? And so I would then look at how he treated me and, and realize that, you know, that there is no condemnation with God and there is no punishment side to him where he just comes out and gives you a big clap around the head and, and leaves you in bits. It just right. doesn't exist. In no, no, he empowers and all my, all my interactions with with the lord have been empowering have been healing have been revelatory and and life-giving and i think the word those two words life-giving is very important because you know if you take you take the name mortgage death mm. pledge mm. death contract mm, what it means in the latin yeah you know uh, and it, you only have to ask yourself a question as to why on earth would a product be named death pledge ridiculous you know, love would never never name something death because love begets love and love is life and the lord shared with me in in that one encounter in 2009 he said that <clears throat> love is life and life is love and love is what life is all about wow and that stuck with me and, yeah. and that's one of my core treasures that i have with the lord because that speaks about life in its entirety that actually it's all about love yeah. And not just love in a marriage, you know, absolutely love in a marriage, but it's love in friendships. It's love mm -hmm. in, 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 in your relationship with your, your friends and, and your peers. It's, it's love in business. It's yeah. love in the church. Yeah. It, it's love in government. You know, when was the last time we heard a politician say that his values or her values are based on love and that they're going to love their constituents? <laughs> you laugh, sweetheart, because right. I think this is crazy stuff. But actually, it's crazy to not have people in power who are operating from a value of love. Because if you're absent of love, you will always have abuse. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as, as the people of God, particularly those of the family right now who are listening, who are called to the marketplace, what do you believe is our, our responsibility and the grace we have in this season to do? What does government look like? What does it look like? To, to be family of God infiltrating the systems of the world right now, to bring in something that's different. Like you said, I love the language that you used a moment ago when you said DNA. So firstly, the reason why I use the word DNA is because the, the, there's a, lo a fundamental law and the fundamental law is like begets unto like. And you can't change that. You know, 
So, you know, a dog will beget a dog, you know, um, an elephant will beget an elephant. Man and woman will beget another man or a woman, you know, humans. So light begets into life, uh, like, and so hate will beget hate. Fear begets fear. Love begets love. So when I'm talking about DNA, I'm talking about the, the source of the operational mandate of a given situation. And if we are tapped into the wrong source, we will only ever produce the fruit of the source we're tapped into. If you um, go reverse on that process and you taste the fruit, the fruit is of the tree, the tree is of the root, and the root is sourced into the soil. Now the soil is the source. Mm-hmm. So if we, <laughs> if we discern and we use as a part of our discerning process is tasting and seeing. So there's the verse in the Bible that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So love is so amazing because it does not stop you from questioning. It encourages questioning and it encourages a questioning to find out what love is all about and to see if love is actually true. Mm-hmm. And you'll always know whether there's a, a governance structure over a certain situation or a person or an entity is do they allow or permit questioning? And if questioning is not allowed, then there's a fear structure. And if questioning is punished, well, then that's a governance of fear. Because if you taste and see the Lord is good, the Lord is inviting you to experience him and then to decide when you've experienced him, whether that is good, because if that is good, then he is good. Right. Right. So we're actually, I mean, this is for me, what I'm getting from what you're saying as well is how important it is to draw on the spirit of God mm-hmm. that's within us to, to take our read of reality from the tree of life, yes. not the tree of Absolutely. the knowledge of good and evil. And as we draw yeah. on the strength of the spirit of life of Jesus inside of us, who is who is the tree of life, we are going to produce, reproduce the fruit of that nature, right. not uh, the nature. The, I mean, obviously the tree of the knowledge of good and evil provides for us natural knowledge, but it's not the nature that we should build from, obviously, obviously. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, absolutely. So then, so therefore, in order for us to build a new marketplace containing a, a different DNA, then we have to be rooted into the source of life who is God and obviously mm. now resident inside of us through our relationship with, with Jesus. Absolutely. And so is that how, is that where you draw your strength from? Is it like on a, on a day-to-day basis when you, I mean, I see you grappling with, with very complex issues, you know, to begin to, you know, for example, with the work that you're doing with the bank, you know, what does it look like to have life-giving contracts? What does it look like to, to build financial instruments that are truly life-giving? Like you say, that are an expression of love in a very practical, um, through a, a very practical model being, uh, being put together. What does that look like? So will you tell us a little bit of what you do? Like, how do you you turn in to gain wisdom? What does your partnership with Father look like? Well, it's an interesting one because um, obviously I I tap into him for his perspective. Yeah. And so I just to have a natural perspective is not enough. 
Okay, it's, it, it, it's, it's required and it's needed, but it mustn't be the overriding um, sort of vision. Mm -hmm. uh, it, needs to, it needs to be tampered and it needs to be molded with the Lord's perspective on a given situation. Mm -hmm. and, and his heart must flow through your heart because one thing I would, I, I would set, I would down tools in, in, in an instant if I thought or felt that I was not a channel for his love in the work I do. Wow. Because without love, power will always produce corruption. Yeah. And love, love is the guiding force. Um, I, I like to think of it as love is the bridle of power. Yeah. And without love bridling power, then power will, will abuse. Will abuse so power becomes abusive without power. Mm -hmm. Sorry, power becomes abusive without love. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because at the moment there are, you know, many of you family out there will, will be you know, experiencing the same thing. There's such an awakening happening in the nations, particularly in the marketplace. There's such um, a changing of appetite right now. People want a different world. You know, people, uh, it's becoming the intelligent thing to do. The wisest thing that we can do is to seek to live a spiritually intelligent life, to really learn how to live as a new creation right now. And it's, it's no longer um, about our religious express, expression on our spiritual life being contained within the four walls of church, right? They, those days are gone. I mean, yes, we have our family expressions in the different um, expressions of church but essentially it's about um, living as people of God in, in visible you know as salt and light we are the ones who are connected to the tree of life you know that like we've just been talking about we have access to the spirit of wisdom we are to display the nature of God we have the privilege of being able to do that because we're reconnected into into our relationship with father with jesus and and he wants to express his life his compassion his wisdom his kindness through our lives and not just as as we worship and as we gather together as the family of god in church on sundays but actually every day you know as you know in the trenches of life in the different businesses to be able to bring a different world in and i just i think we're in the most incredible time right now where the well, the world is ready for this. The world is searching for this. There's an awakening going on everywhere. You can see it, you know, the wellness industry, the mindfulness industry, people are searching for truth. And, and you know, I think we need to join as the body of Christ. We need to join this global conversation at the moment and move into these spaces to say, look, this is not about a bunch of religious rules. This is about a relationship with the living God that provides a source of strength for us that's unprecedented. That's the way we were created to live, you know, where we can access wisdom to bring solutions to world issues because God is God and his mind, like you said, you know, you were down tools unless you knew that he could flow through you and bring the solution and be the strength and be the answer in these situations. And I love, you know, obviously you're working with some phenomenal men and women right now who are all part of, of the answer. Of, and we're all finding each other in this hour, aren't we, to bring in um, a different economic offering, you know, that really is, like you were saying, about empowering people. And so just in closing, I mean, we could just talk for hours, hey, on this. I know this is your, like, big passion. But is there, if you could offer... Um, any suggestions to people to ponder on 
you know, to really help them. Maybe some people, you know, out there are listening and they're just starting out on their journey of following the Lord or they're exhausted. You know, obviously we're in difficult times right now. You know, they're, they're exhausted. There's huge uncertainty. What encouragement could you give them? What would you, can you just give us a few nuggets from your life just to close with that would really empower people right now? Well, I, I hope these will be empowering. I think, I think um, in answer to your question that it's really important to listen to the Lord mm-hmm. because he does speak yeah. and he actually does know quite a lot. <laughs> He's very good at being God, right? <laughs> um, now, it might take a while for our natural mind, our natural perception to catch up with his perspective. And, and he normally takes people through processes. Um, mm-hmm. It's rare that you see someone catapulted from zero to a thousand in one, one instance. Yeah. You know, the, the, the physiology, the soul uh, needs to be molded and shaped and strengthened to be able to carry the weight of responsibility in co-laboring with him. Yeah. And so for me, it's been a process. And you know, I, through the journey. Yeah, I went through a 10 year process of learning how to trust, how to hear his voice, how to trust through hearing his voice. Yeah. And he would tell me where things would happen and I wouldn't believe it. And they did happen. You know, for example, he, he told me in, in the 2009 encounter, he, he told me what the interest rates were going to do um, in England from the bank of England for five years. And he said that I was not allowed to release that because that was just between me and him. He then asked me, do I want to know what would, what the interest rates would do for another five years? And I didn't have enough faith to say yes. So do you see our faith has to grow proportionately to the ability to trust him because if our faith is not there, we can actually be stunted before we have enough strength of character and faith in him to move on to the next, next, next step. So that is such a gem. I think, I think really it's, it's about hand in hand, inclining the ear. So listening to him, seeing what he does um, and actually gaining our identity from his perspective of us yeah which is so important because that changed my life it changed who i thought i was it changed my perspective of me and it actually helped me to believe that i can do this with him yeah the partnership it was Mm -hmm. what you it's why you're here yeah it's so profound whereas but you're just in finishing i'm reminded of solomon you know where solomon um asked god he was, you know, he was given that invitation to ask for whatever he wanted. And he asked for wisdom to govern God's people, to, to serve as a true king, you know, with the nature of God and the wisdom of God. And he was given wisdom. But in, when you look at the original language, what it, it's so rich what he was given. He was given the ability to hear God, like Wes is saying, and then given a heart that would understand, would be able to comprehend what God is saying. And therefore... You can see in his life, he was a man that was completely filled with wisdom, with the profound wisdom, with the, the understanding of the ways of God. And so as we finish today, we, I, just, I just pray for you to be able to experience that, that today you will hear as you spend some time, maybe if you just have a few minutes after this, you know, you switch off from listening, just spend a few time, a few minutes and just lay your head against the chest of God like John did. 
just lay your head on him and listen. Listen to what he's saying to you today and trust him that, you know, the, re the revelation light of God will flood you. You know, like it says in scripture, we are transformed with every unfolding revelation. So as Jesus begins to breathe, he does, like Wes was saying, he always wants to talk. He, all, he wants relationship. He wants us to co-reign in life. That was, that was the purpose of the cross, that he would bring forth the people that look like him, that would be prepared and anointed to co-reign with him forever. And this is what it looks like in the marketplace. So I bless you with that today. We love you so much. Thank you so much for joining us and look forward to being with you again next week. And if you think this episode is going to, you know, if somebody is put on your heart that you know it's going to empower, I just encourage you to just like, share, forward this on your social media. Just let's get the message out. Get the Let's get the body of Christ strong. It's the time, isn't it, where we're all rising up together to do the greater, the greater works, as Jesus calls them, great exploits. Those that know God will do great exploits. So thank you so much for being with us today. Bless you. You have an amazing week. Look forward to being with you again next week. And thank you again to my incredible husband for spending some time coming out in front of the camera from behind the scenes of doing reformist work. We, I honor you and just thank you for who you are. And thank you so much for being with us today. And bless you all. Talk to you again next week. God bless.